Right now, it could seem like the only people who matter are the loudest. Those who want to tear things down and then fly away on their own personal spaceships when things get hard. But we've got 182,000 people and they're building. Big things, new things, things that will change the way we do things. Assembling more vehicles in the US than any other automaker things. $50 billion committed to electric vehicle things. And you might not know their names, but these people get up every day working together to move us all forward. After achieving balance, I needed something more. I was getting hotter! Too hot! But my Hanes X-Temp with total support pouch has cooling lightweight fabric. Cool. It gives me separation and keeps me cool below my equator. Music? The X-Temp with total support pouch by Hanes. Stay cool, stay supported. <laughs> oh, Camel doesn't get it! <laughs> Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Women Who Rock With Success, which is an award-winning show for professional women. We profile a collective of amazing women who are thriving to build their brand. Women are handpicked in various fields who can provide credible information to build your business and lifestyle. We are live each Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, followed by our latest brand, Women Who Rock Investigate. To learn more about us, go to our website at www.womenwhorockwithsuccess.com. Now, let's join our podcast host in the studio, Mrs. Diane Winbush. Women Who Rock With Success complies with the rules and terms according to the Federal Communications Commission podcast guidelines. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are their own and their appearance on our digital media platforms does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. All guests who embrace our media stations are experts who are licensed in their fields of occupation. All rights reserved. And good morning and welcome to Women Who Rock With Success Media. This is our second episode for today and we thank you so much for tuning back in with us. On this session, we have an uh, entrepreneur that's in the studio with us and she is also a champion humanitarian and as well an author. So we're going to talk to her about the latest of what's going on in her life, and then we're going to talk about her book, and then we're going to talk about some features and components of her humanitarianism. And so we want to welcome to the studio this morning Sarah George. So good morning. Good morning, Diane. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely, and we thank you for being our guest. So we want you to tell us a little bit about you, um, I guess how you um, got started into, I guess, the first aspect of your entrepreneurial path, whether it was, uh, you know, just helping someone else or whether um, perhaps you started on the book or as an author. So why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit about you and then I guess how you got started in the uh, world of business. 
Okay, well, I've been in business for about um, 15 years now. Um, I started when, I guess I, I realized um, when I was about 10 years old that I wanted to be in business. Um, I was watching my dad. He was a door-to-door meat salesman, and our lunch out was determined on him selling. And I can tell you one thing. We always got to eat lunch out. Um, my dad always had an idea, and he is so innovative. Um, he motivated me to think outside the box. Um, in high school, he opened up a cable company when we first um, got satellite TV. And he saw an opportunity okay. just by speaking to the installer, you know, and, and he ended up being the number one provider in our town. So his drive and his charisma it made me look at business as an opportunity. Okay, okay, great. So, um, well, I guess I will get started with the humanitarianism because I think it is such a wonderful thing for anyone that would like to choose to help others, support others, support other organizations, support support other causes. So talk to us a little bit about that and some of your achievement and uh, accomplishments in that area. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I actually didn't I, – I had a rough start. I, I, did, I wasn't um, handed anything in life. I, I did have a, a little blip in life where, where I was actually um, homeless. And I worked okay. two jobs to get myself out of that situation. And this was years ago. Um, and working the two jobs, I ended up, um, in two years, I ended up owning my own home, a uh, four-bedroom house. And, um, mm-hmm. and that just, to me, was the drive. And that took me took me up in life but I, I from that experience it made me want to help others and so I became involved with the National Coalition of the Homeless I'm a member with them okay. and then I am actually very active in my own community with the Mountain Homeless Coalition and we help people directly we actually do direct outreach and I am up for the chair position for them on December 12th Okay. Okay, great. So talk to us a little bit about some of the takeaways because now, um, uh, you know, you'll be able to, you know, go to our site as well and then learn a little bit, you know, about some of the other entrepreneurs that have been on the show. They have, you know, they've got seven, eight figure digit incomes and what have you, but they started in a very, very small space, I'm telling you. And some of the people you see, they're beautiful. They got makeup on. They got on mascara. They got on eyelashes and what have you. But you'd be a bit surprised how they got started. So it's, it's, I'm telling you, your story is perhaps more compatible just to, you know, just with the rest of the women that have been on the show. So you'll you'll be surprised about that. And um, we'd love for women to be transparent and share their uh, stories with us as well. And so that's the reason why we always ask them, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about you. So the audience can kind of resonate with the guest in that way. They can also um, – be able to connect and 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 say, hey, you know what? She come from this bad spot, and so did I. So um, we thank you so much for sharing that. So just tell us a little bit about some of the takeaways as a humanitarianism, and so what are what are some of the things that you want the coalition coalition or you want the media, you know, the people to be able to understand about that as well? Because a lot of times individuals they take that as a well, I don't want anyone to know. I mean, I, I know a lot of individuals, they they are, you know, uh, executives, top executives, but they don't 
want um, some of their colleagues to know, I guess, how they came up, you know, maybe on a farm or, you know, a cattle farm or something like that. I think those are the best moments to be able to share with individuals so they can be able to know how to thrive past and beyond some of the failures or it's not actually a failure, but it's basically like some of the pitfalls that they, you know, have been through. So so tell us a little bit about that, some of the takeaways and as why, because sometimes individuals have been homeless. They don't they don't join a coalition. They don't go back and try to help the needy. They just get up and take off to run it once they, you know, get the first opportunity, you know, to move forward and they never talk anything about any of the challenges that they had before. And I don't think that that will make anyone successful. You have to know where you came from in order to know where you're going. Of course. Of course. And and my thing is I the way I look at um a homeless man or a homeless woman on the street is I'm no better than them. I am their equal. And and I like to look mm-hmm. at everybody as my equal. It's very important that we keep that state of mind because in life you're not mm-hmm. going to get anywhere by treating anybody like they are beneath you. Everybody is equal mm-hmm. to me. If you're making six figures, if you're making, if you're unemployed, you're my equal, and you have just as much contribution to this world as I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, that's so, very important um, to me. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of um, agree with that. Um, and so, like I stated, just like uh, this, that's the reason why we have these wonderful, amazing women that are on the show, and then I'm like, uh, no, you didn't come from this type of background because it don't look like it. And so some people don't look like what they've been, you know, been through and what have you. So I think that is very, very important so other, you know, guests can be able to resonate with one another. So let's go to, um, I guess, the next segment, and um, we want to talk about um, your book. It is in, we want to talk about, first of all, we want to talk about the title and why you chose that title, Don't You Dare Text Them Back. So talk to us a little bit about it and why you entitled it. Yes. (laughs) I feel, you know, I feel that women um, these days especially, um, they kind of settle for for things that they are for people that they don't deserve, that they deserve to be treated better. Um, And Mm. I feel like we are, as women, there's a stigma against us that we have to rely on a man in order to get, in order to feel beautiful, in order to validate ourselves, we need our man. And and I, I wanted to, my book is about toxic relationships. It is um, about recovering from toxic relationships. And it's about being able to overcome that trauma bond to somebody. And, mm-hmm. and it's very important that women know that they can stand on their own two feet without a man. And, I, and everybody, I mean, that, that goes for men, too. I don't want to sound right. like I'm I'm picking on the man, but I, I feel that <laughs> a woman should be comfortable in her own skin and to stand on her own two feet. So don't you dare text him back. It's just kind of encouraging women to stay away from that toxic relationship and to stay away from that toxic person and to show that you're okay alone. Okay. Okay, great. So now in, in some of your story um, line in your, from your book, taken from your book and of course we're still talking about toxic relationship recovery in regards to uh, you as an author so um, uh, the first line says taking your life back and find that moment so how does uh, in your terms a person can be able to take their life back because sometimes look um, 
say, or sometimes people can be dominated over social media. I'm serious, not even meeting the person, uh, you know, face to face or anything like that. Sometimes we 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 um, have women who deal with that type of uh, uh, toxic uh, toxicity as well. And they don't even know anything about the guy. And of course, they, you know, we have these movies that were made out. She that that came out, I think, on Lifetime. She met him online, and he met her online. And of course, it's probably been about ten years ago. But sometimes a, a, a relationship can end up to be toxic. But how does the individual take it back? How do they take their life back? In your terms. Um. In my opinion, they take um, and and in my book, um, you take your life back by reclaiming and demanding that respect not from the person but for yourself um if you respect yourself and you you demand respect that you respect yourself in your own head you know no one's going to be able to take that away from you um what it is is that we let people get in our heads we let people define us and so whatever whatever they say about us must be true and then that's not that's not the case. Mm-hmm. As long as we are confident and we know who we are and we're comfortable, we're gonna we're gonna stay like that. Um, now to stay like that, you're if you hear something every day, you're gonna start believing it. If um, you tell a child that you know he's stupid, he's gonna start believing it. And that's why we have right. you know we're so careful with our words, especially with children. But with women, we're vulnerable. And if you're gonna hear that every day, you're gonna start believing it. So what you need to do is you need to stay away from it. You can all, you know, you just at a distance. You don't have to have these people in your life that make you feel like you're something you're not. And that's really what I, I, I think is the best thing to do is just stay away from the people that make us feel uncomfortable. Stay, stay away from the people that make us feel like we are something we're not, like we're stupid or we're not capable. Because every woman and every person is capable as long as we believe in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. Um, kind of that's so advice. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're gonna reciprocate that, and we're gonna reverse it around. So, take for example, if a listener from the audience is picking up your book for the first time and they're reading it, okay? Because right now, it's uh, they can be able to access it on Kindle Unlimited for free. Those who have a Kindle account or perhaps maybe a paid account with Kindle Edition. Uh, through Amazon. So if an individual is going to your book for the first time, what are some of the takeaways that you want the readers? See, because now one of my favorite authors is um, the Clark daughter and daughter and mother, Mary Higgins Clark, and I think it's Carol Higgins. Those are my two favorite. Because as soon as I open up the book, of course, they, it's a storyline and it'll tell you what the what to expect of some of the facts and and what have you in the book, and then the first paragraph, it catches you soon as you get into the first paragraph, the the meat and potatoes right there, and I won't even put the book down. I think I will probably even read it for the first two days to make sure, because I'm just that charged up. So what are some of the um, takeaways that you want the readers to be able to grab? Um, Well, it's I I do like Mary Higgins Clark myself, so she she is a wonderful (laughs) author. Um, but mm-hmm. my book is it's a little different. It's more of a self self help guide. Um I, I do okay. relate um a little personally in there to things, but I, I kind of I, what I want the takeaway would be I want women to be able to identify um the trauma bond and identify toxic relationships. Um because 
a lot of women get manipulated and convinced that, it, that it's them, and that's going to bring them to a level that they don't want to be at. And um, a lot of the time, it's, you know, it takes two, and, and that's kind of where mm-hmm. I, I touch on that book is it, it takes two people. Don't ever blame yourself for somebody else's bad behavior. And so when you first open the book, it's going to um, basically help women identify what kind of relationship they're in, and it's going to help them identify the toxic toxicity of their relationship and just because you know you're in a situation currently doesn't mean you have to stay in that situation I mean it's rare but some couples do come out of it with counseling and and I do talk about that as well it's important to note that nobody is in you know it's not an incurable disease we all we all come with toxic habits um, from something you know something causes that and we can get out of it just as easy but It's just to identify. So when you first open the book, you're going to be able to identify your situation and relate to it if if that's what you need. Okay. Okay, great. So are there any books coming in the future? Tell us about about that. So, you know, we a lot of times women experience just not toxicity right now. I'm pretty sure women are going through a lot. Now, just think about what uh, we were talking about on the previous show. And so all of the challenges that um, I guess is going on with the media, the tech media and what have you and things like that. And so sometimes that can also create a biasness in relationships as well. All of a sudden uh, you have two individuals that are in the home. They're working, and they have income, and then all of a sudden somebody gets laid off, and then the other one is still working. And so that can also create – so just um, I just wanted to kind of see if you would elaborate on that a little bit and things as to um, – is there going to be a part two is it two, two to this? Because toxicity goes on for a long, long time <laughs> in relationships. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does, Diane. Yes, it does. <laughs> I am actually, I am working on a, 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 it's not a part two, it's actually a novel. Um, So this was kind of like my introduction, I guess. Um, And uh, my novel is going to be written in French. Um, That's what it's not written in French. That's the title. (laughs) Written in French. And um, it's actually a um, biography. So I am going to be releasing my biography in 2023. I'm, I'm hoping to have it released. Okay, okay, great. And so we're, we're not going to get into that. We're going to still let that remain a secret <laughs> and what have you. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, we're going to let that remain a secret. Then perhaps maybe you can come back on the show and tell us a little bit about it, the preview when you already have the manuscript and what have you completed before it's released. That would be lovely to hear. So let's go back to the humanitarianism and what have you. And so tell us uh, today what you're working on as far as um, how you're helping the community, helping your the public or what have you in the efforts. So take for instance, of course, we do this for professional women, and then we also have a um, humanitarianism um, organization as well where we help individuals. We, you know, putting together right now and stuff, a turkey type of, uh, it's not a cookout or anything like that, but it's going to be like a giveaway and what have you. So tell us a little bit about that too, as to what type of projects that you're working on for, um, I guess, those who you assist in your community. I will, and, and that's wonderful that you're doing the, the turkey giveaway. Just wanted to comment on that. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. That's that's great. Um, Thank you. Right now, I'm I'm working on a Giving Tuesday, um, a Giving Tuesday campaign. Um, as you you know, I'm a marketing strategist, so that's what I'm able to lend mm-hmm. to my organization, the coalition, is that I'm able to learn lend my my marketing skills, and so I'm I'm 
conducting a Giving Tuesday campaign, which um, we're hoping to raise $10,000, and this is going to go towards step directly towards our clients. Um, we're in the mountains, so we don't have very many homeless, but it gets very cold up here in the winter. And so I want to mm-hmm. make sure that all of our homeless um, that are counted during the point in time homeless count have shelter. Um, I, I don't want anybody out there in the cold. It's dangerous. It's it's a terrible, terrible place to be. And I feel like, you know, housing is a right and shelters are right. And that's our right. And I I'm going to make sure, um, I hopefully through this campaign, that everybody has housing, that everybody has shelter, at least a safe place. And and so right now we're conducting the campaign. Giving Tuesday, as you know, is November 29th um, on a Tuesday. <laughs> and okay. it's going to be um, a, a 24-hour giving event. Where And I believe, um, we haven't settled on the actual event, but I believe that we're going to do a canned food drive. Um, so we can actually have that to help um, families in need as well. So on top of providing housing for individuals without housing, we also prevent homelessness um, for families that are facing homelessness. So we help them by um, helping them directly with utility bills, with um, their back rent. And we don't have a lot of requirements either. So we're not like, if if you go to, you know, the get subsidies it's a little harder to get approved you Mm -hmm. have to show all this these proofs you know and and here it's just you have to have the financial need um and so that's really important we don't make you jump through hoops and that's um, an important thing because a lot of people don't have the documents or the requirements and because they are homeless and so that's kind of what we're doing now we're working on that campaign and uh, we have a lot of fundraising efforts in the future and just as a community i i just want to bring the community together to help everybody because there are neighbors there are that you know the cost of living in california is very high right now and um just people are losing their positions and you see your neighbor losing their house and it's you don't want to see them on the street and so that's as a community i I just want to come together and help and that's what i'm trying trying to create now is that yeah Absolutely. That is so, so very, very wonderful. That is wonderful. I I think about my little guys and what have you and things. I call them my little guys. But I think about them. And then, of course, um, our organization also supports uh, where we perhaps maybe go a little bit further. If we don't do any cleaning in the homes or anything like that, but we do go in and try to check on them out. I think a couple of our little guys may have passed away and what have you. And so you get connected with them. You get uh, you become uh, more attached uh, and to also find ways where you can be able to help them in um, other areas, medical, well, you know, trying to find them the best insurance that they can, you know, because it's a lot that they have to go through. As well, most of our community that, that we support is mostly um, seniors. And so um, I guess that's just where we are right there, too. So I'm kind of figuring out a little little idea and stuff for them for Christmas, maybe draw names or something like that and give them a gas card. So it's always fun to connect with individuals or know someone else that perhaps maybe have the same mindset that, you know, reaches out to the public, reaches out to the community, not afraid to be embarrassed to say, look, I've been through this right here before. Because I feel that if you if you have not gone through anything, how can you know how to help someone? Uh, you know, they had the individual, the, the situation on the news about the, the gentleman had, that had bezeled so many millions of dollars off of food stamps. So apparently he couldn't have 
went through anything in order for him to, you know, and I think he was like a, a very famous celebrity or something like that. So I just feel that um, there is so much where people are being taken advantage of, where we have so much where we should, you know, be supporting and helping. So um, thank you so much for that, for your help and the support it, uh, um, in your area. And I wanted to share another thing. You know, you made a statement about um, the cost of living. So it was an individual from Tennessee. That's where we are. So from Tennessee, they went and visited in California. So in California, I think she bought an ice cream, a dish of ice cream or ice cream cone and a cookie. I think she told me it was $14. So I agree with you. When she told us that, I'm like, okay, uh, Los Angeles will not be the place where I will be visiting. That's a lot. <laughs> that is yeah, that's a about lot. Right. That is a <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, she was like $14. I'm like, good grief. I think we can get three cookies here at Subway for $1, and I think the sub itself may cost 3 or $4. So you can go home you know, with a drink and a combo and stuff like that, under $10, good night. So, anyway, oh, yeah. so wow. we want you to be able to I need share. to move to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can, we can go there. And probably You could probably come here and get a combo with chips, uh, cookies, uh, sub, and a drink, and they'll have you under $10. Probably about eight total uh, would be the max amount. But, um, you know, you all live up there with the stars, so they have to, you know, be able to increase all of that, and then you all have a, a lot that's going on in California, a lot of more, more amenities perhaps maybe than other states in the United States as well. So do I understand? No, but uh, blessings to you, though. <laughs> so what would you like to leave um, with the um, listeners before we go? What would you like to leave in regards to, you know, um, all of the components that we have been talking about in regards to how you help others? And even though it's an um, author, an author, you're an author of this book that's still helping others, it may not be physically, but it's, you know, in another type of tangible way. So share with the, you know, with the listeners as to what you want to leave with them today. Um, the, my, um, I'll, I'll leave with this. Um, in my house, it, it's um, a bad word to say can't. And um, okay. if my kids say can't, if my kids say they can't do something, I'm going to say watch your mouth, <laughs> you know, and, and I want to leave that to the listeners is that don't say you can't do anything because you can. It's, um, that's the one thing is when you tell yourself you can't do something, you're not going to do it. So if you want to help others, if you want to write a book, if you want to get your degree, if you want to overcome homelessness, if you want to overcome any situation you're in, never say you can't do it because you can. And, and I'm proof that you can because I've overcome a lot of obstacles in my life and I'm, I'm here because I said I can Absolutely. So share with the listeners also, Sarah, as to how they can be able to find your book, how they can be able to find uh, you online, whether it's uh, social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, and then any other type of um, upcoming events that you have in the community. You can be able to share that at this time. Okay. Um, you can find my book on Amazon right now. It's, it's free for seven days. Um and you can find that by just searching Don't You Dare Text Him Back, Toxic Relationship Recovery by Sarah George. Um, type that in the, in the search bar and, and it'll pop up. Um, you can also find me, I, I, don't, I do LinkedIn, I'm, just look me up, Sarah George. And then I also have a TikTok that me and my kids do so you can kind of see the fun side of my life. And it's then underscore mm-hmm. there's underscore mom. And that's where you can communicate with me and I like to write back and it gives you a little um, fun insight to my life. 
Okay, great. Thank you so much for being our guest, Sarah, on today and sharing your story and sharing a little bit about how women can be able to remove themselves from toxic uh, relationships. Uh, Thank you so much for that and also as to how you help others in your own public community. Um, Listeners, you'll see us next week, uh, Tuesday. uh, Next, No, this week, this Thursday on the 17th to join us and we have a full day um, in uh, helping individuals professionally in business, marketing, advertising. Um, just check us out. We'll be right here, 646-668-8317, started at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. Once again, Sarah, thank you for being our guest. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you, Diane. Bye-bye.